Good afternoon. Paige Browning here from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle, here with a wrap on the top stories in our region today. It's Thursday, November 16th. Faith leaders and politicians gathered in Seattle today calling for solidarity with Jews and Palestinians. The coalition representing many faiths spoke at the Jackson Federal Building downtown. They're worried about the body count rising in Gaza. Gustavo Segrero reports today. Rabbi David Bassior says the first thing that the coalition thinks needs to be done is a ceasefire. Bassior helps lead the Kadima Reconstructionist community and, like many others, has lost people close to him in the escalation of violence beginning on October 7th. He says Palestinian liberation is linked to Jewish safety and a ceasefire is the first step in addressing that. But also... We are unequivocally for an end to the decades-old Israeli occupation. It is a root cause of the violence in Israel-Palestine. Let us refuse to ignore it or justify it in the Jewish community any longer. The Multi-Faith Coalition is also calling for delivery of humanitarian aid to Gaza, release and safe return of all hostages to their homes and families, and addressing anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, and anti-Arab, anti-Palestinian bigotry at home. Gustavo Sagredo, KUOW News. While Starbucks regulars went in for their holiday Red Cup today, the Red Cup Rebellion struck 200-plus stores nationwide. Unionized Starbucks workers are calling today the rebellion, staging a national walkout. Workers were on strike at more than a dozen stores right here in Starbucks City, Seattle. Elise Mayo works at the Starbucks Roastery on Capitol Hill. Big picture, I'm hoping that some stores realize that There is power in the union, um, that the union is a better way forward and that we can help support them. Organizers called the action their biggest yet. Red Cup Day is one of the company's busiest days of the year. Starbucks gives reusable cups to customers who order holiday drinks. Starbucks says the strike represents a small fraction of stores. The workers say they want a contract and benefits that have already been rolled out at non-unionized stores. The Seattle 2023 election moved the city council a bit more to the center. And with that, a controversial policy known as involuntary commitment could be on the table next year. The idea is to detain people who are struggling with severe mental health or addiction issues and require them to get treatment. City council member Sarah Nelson wants Seattle to look at expanding the use of involuntary commitment. We can't exclude any approach because people are in different places in their journey toward recovery. Involuntary commitment is tightly regulated under state law. Currently, people can only be detained against their will in rare cases, like if there's a risk of serious harm to them or someone else. ACLU of Washington leaders say the practice of involuntary commitment has a troubling history of abuse and that Seattle's goal should be getting people help voluntarily. A quick crime update today. The Seattle Police Department says it arrested two youths suspected of robbing a Franklin High School student at gunpoint yesterday afternoon. Police booked a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old. A third suspect is on the loose. Detectives are investigating if this incident is related to other robberies targeting Seattle high schoolers. 
imagine a house in the landfill. That's where most of the material goes when homes get demolished. But the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency is coming in with a plan. It's investing $4 million in Seattle's deconstruction industry, which takes apart homes and saves the wood. Joshua McNichols has this story. Ben Pearson runs a deconstruction company called Sledge. Some of the Douglas fir lumber, which is primarily what we salvage out of Seattle homes, is over 600 years old. These trees could grow to the height of half the Space Needle and be 10 feet wide at their base. And we don't have too many trees like that left anymore. We just think this is beautiful wood that should not be wasted, and we'll never have it again if we don't protect it now. Pearson says this industry operates on razor-thin margins. The money from the EPA will pay for space and equipment, so Seattle companies like his can save more wood from the dump. Joshua McNichols, KUOW News. Let's run through a few other stories we're following today. Seattle music station KEXP is expanding to the Bay Area. KEXP told supporters today it has purchased a radio station in the San Francisco area in a bankruptcy auction. 90.3 Seattle meet 92.7 SF. Another arts org is looking for a new home. Thing Music and Arts Festival will no longer be held in Port Townsend. The organizers announced today they're finding a new location because of revenue shortfalls and location accessibility. The race is taking shape for Derek Kilmer's congressional seat in Washington, which he's leaving in 2024. A new candidate just entered, State Senator Emily Randall, a community organizer for health care and education. State Lands Commissioner Hillary Franz has already announced she's running. Some good news, some bad, after the fire at the dog resort dog daycare in Soto on Monday. One of the two missing dogs has been found alive, but with critical injuries from falling off an I-5 ramp. The dog's mate already died on I-5 this week, escaping the fire. One more dog remains missing. Finally today, do you hear that sigh of relief from Seattle parents? With Seattle schools spared from closures next school year, many families are feeling some temporary relief. Erin McDougall is the parent of two Seattle students. At Wednesday's school board meeting, she encouraged the district to take closures off the table completely. Knowing that this is still very much a focus in the following year puts a lot of stress on our families and school communities who are still suffering many years into this pandemic life. The district's current proposal sets a new timeline of fall 2025 to possibly close or consolidate some schools. The cuts aim to close a growing budget gap brought on by declining enrollment. District officials say they've consulted with multiple outside demographers and none anticipate significant enrollment growth within the next decade. One more thing. Hurricane Ridge Road is going to reopen a week from tomorrow, the 24th, at Olympic National Park. You'll recall the day lodge there burnt down in May. There won't be a lodge when you visit, but they do have restrooms and a visitor station. And that's a wrap from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm Paige Browning. We'll be back tomorrow. See ya!